Fearless Female Fridays with Ayanda MVP on 947. Every guest will leave you feeling inspired, confident, and ready to take on the world. Good afternoon, Lindy. How are you? Good afternoon, Ayanda. I'm doing well. Thank you. What is your career entail and what is your journey from the beginning, from studying for the degree to where you are right now? I grew up in Lamontville, a township, a small township in Durban, but well known for its crime and its very interesting people. A lot of good people have come out of that township. I then studied um, industrial psychology at WITS. And after that, I started a traineeship uh, with Standard Bank. That was my first job as a, in a graduate program. I then moved into SAB um, in the HR space. Uh, at that point, I had wanted to continue with my master's. Um, and I continued in the HR space, uh, going into uh, different types of HR, organizational development, you know, the, the norm around generalist HR. And then after that, I started my executive career in ABI. So at that point, SAB was very uh, involved with ABI. In fact, they had merged. So we were moved straight after my maternity leave into ABI. Uh, and I looked after a plant in Devlin. And wow. from there, um, I went into, still HR though, uh, I went into Olmucho. Um, and from Olmucho, I went into Liberty, which is where I am now. The only difference now though, is that I've moved out of HR and I'm now into the business side of things. Yo, I mean, if there was a category in the Olympics for persons in boards and in positions of superiority, you'd probably take gold medal, hey? I mean, you have done so much in the short space of time of being alive in life and just doing this. And you're also a mom on top of that. You went on maternity leave and came back. Was there ever a, a, a time when you felt a bit overwhelmed by all of it? Well, when I had the maternity leave, um, I think I was going crazy because I'm the type of people that can't stand in one place or sit in one place for a long time. So I, I really battled with motherhood. Um, I couldn't find the balance between being a mom and, and a career woman. And it's something that I think most of us struggle with because society labels us, you know, in a specific way when you're a mother and there's specific expectations around being a mother it caused a lot of um tension in my marriage too because i had to find my step with with my husband around that but i think it worked out because we then agreed that we'll do it our way uh, we wouldn't do it the the traditional way and and family support is a big thing when you're trying to build a career and also be a mom at the workspace or may, um maybe back in school there used to always be cliques that people would join do you think that still happens at the workplace I think that there are clicks in the workplace. I think there are clicks when you have humans. It's behavioral. You cannot stop it. You get attracted to people who like what you like, people who have similar goals and similar visions. I don't think there's anything wrong with clicks. I mm. think when clicks becomes a problem is when they become exclusive, when they start isolating others, when there is an us and them, uh, that's when they become dysfunctional. So in the workplace, I think... Um, I don't have a click as such. I, I don't uh, feel a need to form into a click. And maybe it's because I get involved in many, many things. Um, at the moment, we, we, we're busy with the Women's Forum, um, which I am leading for, for Liberty at this point. And that we also have uh, a number of activities around coaching, sponsorships, 
Um, even from just a business perspective, you know, the projects that we get involved with, which involves all levels. So, yeah, while there are clicks, I don't think that it's necessary to belong in one. Uh, you, you, you can be one of those people that fall into all clicks. Uh, and that's also acceptable. The kind of challenges that you went through in your career that really boosted you in understanding that you belong here and you were made for this. I, I, I battled with weight. Um, you would have seen that I haven't won that battle still, but it, I've come to an acceptance about it. You know, I, I've come to accept who I am instead yeah. of thinking about myself as a big person who must remain unseen in a room. I'm the big person with the big voice um able to present myself in the room so so just changing your perception about who you are and how you see yourself is important i'm a very spiritual person um but i also have a very open mind about listening to other people uh understanding where they're coming from so not putting people into a box into a box because i it's something that i detest when people think you're only capable of so much because of um, either of the degree that you've studied or of the the exposure that you've had. So, so those challenges for me have been actually encouraging in that I've used the very same challenges to stretch myself even more, to learn even more, open myself up to new experiences, learn from the people around me, you know, like become a sponge, um, ask the questions. If you don't know, ask. It's not going to be embarrassing. Um, and, and because of that, I've been able to get really good opportunities with really good leaders. What is the most important skill to have in your line of work? Listening to people, understanding where they come from, understanding um, how they see your vision, because that's the only way that you're going to influence. Quick fire questions. Just the first answer that comes to your mind at the top of your head. Braids or wigs? Oh, no braids. <laughs> Uh, chicken or vores? Chicken. Chiefs or golden arrows? Chiefs, of course. Aye, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, and last but not least, the first five things you do for yourself in the week to make sure that you are in tune with what you need to do so you can actually be great for your workspace and your work and your family. I think the first one is just prayer. So mm -hmm. I, I, I pray about the week, I pray about the day. Thinking time. So I've scheduled thinking time in my diary because that gives me time to work through what I need to, to action or to delegate, etc. cetera. Um, three, my son's smile. So when he comes out of his door and he says, hi, mom, have a good day, mom. That sets me up for the rest of the day. Um, I think four would be just making sure that I make time at the end of the day to catch up with my husband, to catch up with my family. I stay with my mom and my brother. And that's very important to me because it's like a debriefing session. Like I have my own counseling panel in the house. Uh, and then the last one would be music. Oh, I love music. Um, any type. Into classic other days. I'm into quieto other days. I'm into classic other days. You know, all goes. I heard apparently that you like action movies. I do, I do. Really? This is one of the telltale signs that you're Zulu from KZN. <laughs> is if you watch <laughs> action movies. Please, please don't <laughs> please don't stereotype me. This is the influence of my two brothers. I've got a younger brother and an older brother. Um, and yeah. this is their influence. This is what they fed me when I was growing up. But um, favorite movies, I think it would be Terminator. Ooh, uh, yeah. All of them. So most of these are sequels. Uh, the Matrix, 
That's Ooh. one of my absolute favorites. Lucy, any of the Avengers would do. And uh, Dark Knight Rises, you know, Batman, Dark Knight Rises sequel. Yes. It takes me out of the zone. It's my, really? it's my layout time. I think about nothing. Avengers, which is your favorite character? So everything, the muscles, the thinking, the royalty, all of it. Okay, so you're a regal type, huh? All right. <laughs> Lindy, what is your quote that you you use when you need to get through a tough time? I grew up thinking nothing is impossible. Um, everything is available to me, whether mm -hmm. someone else thinks or not. The second one is from um, Chimamanda Adichie. She talks about single stories or single narratives. And that one is, 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 is a key one because often when um, you go through a challenging time or um, you face challenging decisions, you think about what is your perspective of the issue. And mm. when she speaks about single stories or single narratives, I remind myself that whatever I'm seeing, whatever I'm perceiving at that point is from one side, which is mm. my perspective. There's mm. multiple perspectives happening at the same time. So mm. it's just trying to empathize and putting myself in someone else's shoes. Even if it really, really irritates me, I think that's the kind of advice I would like to have heard when I was, for example, going through a breakup with someone um, sometime last year. I wish I could have understood that I need to understand it from their side as well and not see them. You know, in my head, I was like, no, they're selfish. How could they do this yes. to me? I thought we were working out. But thinking about that actually made me realize that I wasn't thinking for them also. I was just thinking for myself. But I mean, we are human, we are selfish, right? We, we are, but also, I mean, it doesn't mean that you were wrong, right? Mm. It doesn't mean that you, your perceptions were wrong. It just means that there might have been another truth to what was happening. And it doesn't take away what your feelings, doesn't take away how you might have reacted or responded. So I always see it as there is another narrative happening here that I must keep in mind. So what it does, it helps me with not overreacting. What makes someone fearless? Being fearless is about taking your interest first. And sometimes it's just answering, you know, up um, and defending yourself. And sometimes it is accepting yourself. Sometimes it's forgiving yourself. Sometimes it's pushing your agenda. Um, so, so yeah, that, that for me, it's, it's just putting yourself interest first um, without forgetting other people, but you are the first person to think about. Right now, there are a lot of girls um, in their late 20s, and we're just asking ourselves, as a woman who's always focused in her career, as a woman who's always focused and passionate about, you know, being independent, how will I find the right guy? How will I find the person that I know will put up with me and be able to accept that I can possibly um, do more or I do more that I don't need him to help me much with? I just need mm. someone to cuddle. I need someone to watch movies with, Avengers, you know. <laughs> hold hands but i just feel yeah. like right now there are a lot of women my age and we're struggling hey, hey we are we're like we're strong and we're independent but we want to be vulnerable we can't be so it's tricky i think it's about you as a person if you know yourself really well if you have learned about your likes your dislikes boundaries i think boundaries are a big thing we don't get taught about boundaries you know we get taught to take care of others we get taught to look after people uh we get taught to be motherly um we never get taught to have boundaries around 
safeguarding ourselves, looking after ourselves first, getting to know ourselves so that we can add value to someone else. I just know that I have so much love to give. So I'm just patiently waiting for the right person to come so we can have babies. And then I'll just be, you know, because <laughs> that's what I'm excited about now. Lindiwe, thank you so much thank for you. spending time with us on Fearless Female Fridays. And I hope you have a lovely afternoon. And I really do hope that we get to meet up and, and chat more about your action movies. Thanks, Ayanda. Thank you. 947 with Ayanda MVP.